fiends, just Holly here for a moment. As you probably all know, we have a lot of spring holidays going on this week. So happy Easter, happy Passover, and looking ahead, happy May Day and blessed Beltane to one and all. Everyone's pretty busy this week and all the kids are off from school. So there's that. While Leslie and I are going to take time to hang out with our families this week, we didn't want to leave out our podcast family. So we invite you to welcome springtime with us. And we thought the best way to do that was with a bunch of murderous bunnies. Up first is a monologue called Buttons, which originally aired on February 23rd, 2022, before episode number 102, titled Based on a Fictional Story. Then we have our hilarious 30-minute horror story roundup of a very strange movie called Night of the Lepus. That was released for our patrons on April 26, 2021, but if you're not a patron, you can hear it for the first time today. It's about an infestation of murderous mutant rabbits, and it is wild. And of course, we will be back next week with a two-part episode on the murder of Rebecca Gould. This case is a masterclass in how much journalism, persistence, and effective crowdsourcing can do when it comes to uncovering the truth. So you won't want to miss that. Lastly, don't forget to leave us a little validation in the form of a five-star rating and or a friendly review. It really is the only way to move this podcast forward. You can also support us over on Patreon for more wild and weird extras like this. Follow us on social media. We are at Would Be Dead Pod anywhere and everywhere you get your content. And if you don't like the internet, word of mouth is always good too. You can tell a friend, tell a neighbor, tell all of your friends and neighbors. Seriously, tell all of them. We will we will take all of them. Then go out and enjoy all the glorious rites of spring. And we are sorry if you feel weird about rabbits for a little while. Leslie, do you have anything to add before we begin? Oh, wait. She is not here. Uh, well, if she was, she'd probably tell you to get yourself some spring self-care goodness from Shore Soaps. Just pop on over to their website at shoresoapscapemade.com and check out all the great stuff they have to offer. I highly recommend picking up a candle. I burn one in the studio whenever I am working, and I am always working. Seriously, there are no better candles in the universe. Which reminds me, Leslie, I, I need more candles. Thank you. Anyway, all right then, on with the show. There's the lunch bell. I sit slumped next to Poppy as kids pour out of the cafeteria and into the schoolyard like milk out of the spout of one of those tiny cartons they all had a moment ago. God, I hate those things. You can smell the chocolate milk clinging to the spout before it reaches your mouth. Well, most likely chocolate, unless you're a psychopath. Anyway, it's recess time. Sixth grade was so different. It was her last year in elementary school and Poppy was dreading the end of it. Every night she told me how scared she was, how she felt like the other girls were leaving her behind. Poppy saw the clicky girls run across the playground together, snickering at her expense. Poppy told me she didn't know why they were all in such a hurry to stop being kids. They stopped playing. Why does anyone ever stop playing? I don't know, kid. Then I hear them start. Oh my God, I know, she's so weird. Look at her over there twirling around, singing songs. What a joke. That's Aspen, the leader. 
I know, what a baby, chimes in Ava, her devoted little lackey. Oh, Ava. Remember when you used to bury yourself in the quilts on Poppy's bed while she taped tissues all around you to make it look like you were sailing in the whipped cream sea? I remember. Look, she has that stupid little bunny with her. What's his name? Ava adds, knowing the answer to her own question. Buttons, Aspen says, smiling a wicked smile. Hey, girl, let's go play. I try telling Poppy to run, but she doesn't hear me. She's too busy collecting flowers and turning cartwheels. Sweet kid. Poppy, Aspen yells across the playground. What's your fake little friend doing today? Clapping while you do tricks like a trained dog? Are you a dog, Poppy? The girls behind her smile and begin to bark. No, Poppy says. Buttons is just taking a nap and I'm, I, I don't know, I'm playing. It's recess, that's what we're supposed to do. Ava steps in right where her mistress left off. Oh, that's adorable. Did you hear the widow baby? She's playing. You wanna play, puppy puppy? Oh, just leave me alone. I wasn't bothering anyone. Aspen takes the lead again. Come on, puppy. We wanna play. Oh man, this is gonna be ugly. Let us play with your widow friend. And that's all I hear before an ear-splitting shriek takes over the airspace and a lone button rolled to the floor. Guess he's just button now, Ava spat. No! Poppy sobs as the recess bell rang and everyone rushes to get in line. He's my only friend. Now Poppy was alone in the distance, a single button left in her hand. After school, I sat slumped in a chair in the corner of the music room. Choir would begin in 15 minutes, and the girls were planning their next assault. They were in the classroom early, claiming they were going to help the teacher pass out music. Okay, Button, come alive for us, Ava said, and the girls laughed in a way that was both joyless and self-congratulating all at once. Hey, Aspen said walking towards the chair with the teacher's scissors in her hand. What do you say we make a little bunfetti? The girls laughed. Hey, wait, Aspen, I, I think that might be too much. Another lackey said, oh, shut up, Aspen came back. It's not like this dumb thing is actually real. Are you button? Well, Aspen, it's funny you should say that. I reply while sitting up in my chair and straightening my neck, my one remaining button eye glowing in the fluorescent lights as I reveal a plush mouth filled with razor-sharp teeth. Because I am real. The girls have turned the color of the chalk dust that clings to the corners of the carpet. What? Ava manages to whimper as I get to my feet and walk over to them slowly, one beanbag paw at a time. As I walk, I stretch my back and flex the spikes that grow along my spine in a neat row. I shook my front paws and released the three-inch claws I normally keep retracted. That's right. 
I'm real. Isn't it obvious? Yes. It's as plain as the nose on your face. And with that, I leapt on Aspen's face, sinking my teeth into her perfect little nose. As she screamed, I crawled over onto her back and used my claws to cut off three huge chunks of her white blonde hair. Not so pretty now, are you? The nameless girl rabble Aspen demanded follow her around had gathered by the windows. What's the matter, girls? Don't you want to play? I asked, throwing the little paper cups filled with dirt and seeds that lined the windowsills into their faces. And then I spot Ava, trying to hide in the corner, a warm, wet spot forming on the leg of her white jeans. Oh, Ava, I think you had a little accident. Better clean it up, I yell while leaping on her and stuffing the world's least absorbent brown paper towels into her mouth one after another after another until her lips threatened to split. Ava drooled as she tried to scream through the wadded paper. Her eyes were beginning to bulge. I could hear the class approaching, and so I knew I had to finish up quick. I peered straight into her watering eyes with my one remaining button and said, I remember you, Ava. I know who you really are. You wet the bed until you were nine. Poppy sang the entire time you got your ears pierced because you thought it might make you deaf. She was your friend when you had no friends. But I'm not your friend. I'm your worst fucking nightmare. And if you don't want to see me every time you close your eyes, you're going to tell Poppy you're sorry and pray to whatever God will have you that she's feeling forgiving. With that, I could hear the classroom door open and I went limp just like Toy Story taught me. And then the laughter began. Aspen sat on the floor half bald, nose swollen and purple, clutching fistfuls of her own hair and shrieking about how the bunny did it. Ava's mouth was bulging like a bullfrog, her pants covered in rapidly cooling urine. The rest of the girls wiped the dirt from their filthy faces, crying about the bunny, the bunny, mouths agape. The class roared with laughter at the spectacle. Buttons, Poppy shouted and ran to me, lifting me up and hugging me to her chest. I listened to her little heartbeat, knowing that today was her Independence Day, and smiled. I'm Holly. I'm Leslie. And we would be dead. 30 Minute Horror Movies! Patron fiends, best fiends forever. <laughs> Welcome back to this month's 30-minute horror movies. If you're brand new to our patronage, mm-hmm. this is a series we do wherein we watch usually not awesome horror movies. <laughs> and then we recount them in 30 minutes and we break it into five-minute bites. So every five minutes, you'll hear a timer. It sounds like this. And that's when we have to switch from person to person. So it's like a fun little game. This uh, month, we're doing a movie called Night of the Lepus. 
Ooh. Yes, which means murderous bunnies. <laughs> <laughs> it's based off of a book called The Year of the Angry Rabbit. I mean, go read that. Yeah. It sounds amazing. <laughs> and the tagline is, how many eyes does horror have? How many times will terror strike? A lot of times and a lot. a lot of eyes. There's so many eyes. They're little guys. They're so cute. Guys, they're Leslie. huge guys. <laughs> they're supposed to be huge. They're the biggest bunnies. <laughs> guys, Leslie was so into these bunnies. <laughs> She's going to trail off and just be like, and then the bunnies. It's going to happen. There's so much weird science in this. Yeah. Weird science. Oh, I was waiting. I was hoping <laughs> and wishing and praying. <laughs> but there's a ton of that. So, I mean, like, put on your your yes. science hat. Suspend all your disbelief. Yeah. All of it. Put it oh. out the window. And, um, all right, I'm going to set the timer. Ready? Ready. Set. I'm going to start. Lepus! Ah! Okay, so we open on a news desk. There's a silver fox gentleman sitting there telling us about a special report, which comes up on the screen. It's very 70s, very cool. Um, they show us a film that's shot in Australia, and they say there's a plague of rabbits that begun in 1954, and it's just like stock footage of scampering bunnies all over the place. And then they talk about how the rabbits were shipped to Australia like medieval horse thieves. <laughs> so they were like, there's a lot of rabbits here. We're going to send them all to Australia. More footage of tons of rabbits. And then they talk about how there's been outbreaks of these plagues of rabbits in the, southern, the southwestern United States. And the plague of rabbits is a bunch of rabbits that are just taking over the area, and they're like, eating all the food and causing the land to be totally barren and animals are dying and it's crazy. They're like absorbing all the resources and they make sure to mention that the scientific name for rabbit is Lepus. We say that a lot of times. And then after this guy has finished his report on killer bunnies, the opening credits come up and it's like slow music that reminds me of a James Bond movie. Yep. Mm -hmm. It's like that surf spy type stuff. <laughs> um, and it's, it's like big yellow text. It has very 70s vibe. Um, and then after that, uh, we... we we cut to a lone rider, a cowboy, galloping through the desert. Um, and the rabbit runs across the front of his horse and spooks the horse and they fall on the ground and the horse is fucking screaming. Not yes. like just making a noise, it's screaming. And the cowboy's like, well, fuck. And then he just shoots the horse in the head, which we were both not prepared I for. Know. Then they look around and there's like just bunnies everywhere. They're so adorable. Leslie was really excited. <laughs> and then we see the same like bunny footage from earlier. They just show the same like three bunnies in a hole. Day. Yep. Um, and then the cowboy arrives at like a broke down looking ranch and he says, oh man, the horse tripped in a rabbit hole and broke his leg to his son. And he looks at his son and he's like, go get my saddle off the dead horse. Yeah. So that's good. <laughs> um, and then the cowboy gets takes a phone call and he's talking to some guy and he's like, rabbits have taken over everything. We got to do something about this. This is the worst. And then we cut to the cowboy in town and he's um, talking to another person about how they're taking over his ranch, these rabbits. And that's he doesn't Dr. want- Dr. Clark. That's okay. So he's talking to Dr. Clark and he doesn't want a man named Dr. Elgin um, to get rid of the rabbits because what he did was he like poisoned everything. He killed them all with cyanide and that killed every other animal too and it was terrible and apparently this rancher guy wants just balance in the universe. Namaste. Um, and the guy, the, the Dr. Clark recommends another guy who's like, he got rid of things without murdering them. He is cool. And everybody's Dr. Bennett. Dr. Bennett. And so we're good for the environment. That's nice. And then we cut to a sky full of bats. Out of nowhere, it's bats. And um, people with nets catching them. And Janet Lee and some guy. And they're trapping and recording the sounds of bats who are also screaming. Every animal in this mm -hmm. film screams. And they have a cute little girl. That's nice. Then Janet Lee tells her daughter, the cute little girl, um, that bats love hair. She's like, mm, get, run along. They're going to get caught in your hair, which is a rumor and don't believe it. And that makes me mad. Anyway, the Batman's name is Roy. Roy? Yeah. That's, right. that's uh, it. Roy, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then Dr. Clark, who we spoke to before, arrives at this like bat hole that he's at. And he's basically Ron Swanson in a yellow turtleneck, which sounds great, but it's less great than you think. Um, then 
uh, he says that he's recording this, the bats sound, the sound of the bats fear so that later he can use their fear sounds to control them. What? Um, so then this guy that's recording the bats is the, the bug guy, the guy that like got, was able to kill things without poison. So we find out he's some sort of super environmental scientist thing. And he wants to, um, use the bats that he's taming to, um, control the mosquito population in the area instead of spraying with chemicals, which I like. That's a great solution. Yeah. He wants to like, like use fear to get them to fly to where those areas mm-hmm. are. And like then they'll high. eat up all the mosquitoes yeah. and all the problems will be solved. Cool. So then Dr. Clock says he wants Roy the Batman to help out the cowboy from the beginning, whose name is Cole Hillman, which we now know. Mm-hmm. Um, and he looks like he played football in the 1940s. And he did. <laughs> oh, he did. That's, That's why what I wrote that down. Yeah. Okay, cool. He played high school football and he got his name on the map, which helped his ranch become successful. And now he does a lot of fundraisers, especially for Dr. Clark, which is why he wants to help him. Yeah. And then he says he has a, quote, rabbit explosion at his farm. Uh, Cole says he wants to avoid poison. Other ranchers um, get the word that if if other ranchers get the word that he's trying alternative methods, they're just going to poison everything with cyanide, which sounds not legal, but it's still going to happen. Then we cut to Roy driving into an area where there's just fucking shooting, screaming rabbits. It's a nightmare. So sad. There's like a plague of bunnies. They talk about the Australia. In Australia, apparently they use poison, which then the birds also ate. And then there was a plague of grasshoppers. <laughs> there were no birds to eat the grasshoppers and they took over the world. So then they catch a rabbit and they're like, this rabbit's fucking weird. And the man, they go, oh, well, there, there's a reason it's weird. A man nearby was breeding pet rabbits and then his barn burned down and they all escaped and then they mated with wild rabbits and they have mutt bunnies. So apparently mutt bunnies are bad and they will take over the world. Um, mm-hmm. And then the rancher guy, Cole, is like, well, I don't want to poison everything because that's going to like make me have to sell all my cows or poison my cows. And Dr. Clark's like, how about we use hormones to interrupt the breeding cycle? (laughs) Or maybe a rabbit disease. Everyone has weird old timey accents. Um, And then he's like, well, I want to do some weird experiments on these bunnies. And Cole is like, yeah, that sounds that sounds good. That's what I hired you for. Um, And then their, their cute daughter is in the shade talking to the saddle retrieving son. Yeah. Okay. so meanwhile, the daughter and the cowboy's son are brushing a pony and the girl says that she wishes she had one of her own and the boy says that the pony was a gift from her father and that she could ride at any time and then the cowboy says he has six to eight weeks before he has to use cyanide on the bunnies so now the doctors have like a timeline of like Mm -hmm. what they have to get done so now they're back in the lab and the young girl who is amanda that's her that's their daughter's name we learn their names in very weird order yes (laughs) they just like say them randomly yeah but they don't introduce characters (laughs) no so amanda asked her mom what a control group is because there's a ton of bunnies like on the wall and just a wall of bunnies and cages and they all have different names like Jack, Jill, Romeo, Juliet. It's like super cute. But (laughs) she explains that the bunnies that are part of the, like the control group, they're part of the experiment, but that they don't get any of the medicines. So then uh, the other rabbits are getting a lot of shots of hormones to see if this will disrupt their cycles and keep them like from mating. They want to sterilize them, basically. Yeah, so then Dr. Bennett pulls out a bunny named Romeo and the daughter is upset because this is her favorite one and he's so cute. Oh, it's awful. And he injects a sample sent to him from Dr. Clark's lab and it should be just like a hormone infection that the that Romeo can then pass to the other rabbits. Somehow. Yeah. Well, oh, they're all going to get this hormone that they inject. I don't know. Yeah. It's very shady. Well, through, they think it'll be through genetics. So mm-hmm. they'll like, so as they mate, they'll like, this will happen. So one will turn into like 50 and 50 will turn into like all the hundreds. No, and then slowly, okay. yeah. So then Dr. Bennett thinks that if he can get it to spread to 50 bunnies, then the side effects should be pretty immediate. Um, and then the bunny population should be under control. The only issue right now is that they aren't totally sure what Dr. Clark sent them. Nope. So and they, just they don't it. know. They're yeah, like, they're just care. like, this came Boom. from their lab, yep. even though we're doing our own test. It's it's really weird. Then the phone rings and the cowboy's asking how it's going. And while Bennett is updating him, their daughter is switching Romeo with one of the control group <gasps> rabbits. Ooh. 
And then Dr. Bennett tells the cowboy that he wants to see um, how the serum affects them before he places them like out into the yeah, wild. smart. So they get off the phone and then their daughter is a very sneaky and asks about keeping one before they kill them all. Oh, no. And they let her take one from the control group because that obviously didn't have any of the medicine in it. And she clearly takes the one that she knows as Romeo. Which, yeah, has the medicine in it. So then they go to the ranch to get more bunnies and the boy and girl walk, uh, the cowboy's son and Amanda walk off and she's like talking about her new pet bunny and then the boy is like so angry and he like takes her bunny and throws it and it's just like, these buddies killed my chickens. And like Romeo goes off running into like the... Inexplicably violent. There is no reason for this. So he's just like, oh, I'm really sorry. Don't tell your parents. And she's (laughs) like, okay, cool. So so then the bunnies are starting to get worse and they they need to figure out what, what to do. The cowboy and some of the ranchers decide to set fire to some of the land so that the bunnies like run out. And that's like, so you see like this whole scene of them like setting fire to this land. And then the poor bunnies are like, like scurrying Well, their point was like, well, it'll be a burnt, a scorched wasteland now and they can't survive on it. So they'll either move on or die off. Yeah. And then soon, then they'll be able to like replenish the ground as they, yeah. Okay. So cowboy takes Dr. Bennett or Roy to the first patch of the ranch that was eaten clean and where they had like set fire to. Mm -hmm. And he tells them that this is probably where he thinks the bunnies will return first. And they're all like, yeah, 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 that sounds right. And then they see... And then they see like a large track in the ground and it's like a huge animal print and it has to be like 150 pounds. But like the footprint is like the weirdest looking thing ever. I know. It looks like like an ostrich footprint. Yeah. And they're like, maybe it's a mountain lion. He's like, we haven't seen those in a while. It's not a mountain lion. It's a huge bunny. And Mm -hmm. then the cowboy son and Amanda, who uh, they go off to see their friend, Captain Billy, who is... Don't take this girl to see a pedophile. My friend, Captain Billy. My friend, Captain Billy, lives down by the coal mine. He owns, he owns a, a, a gold mine or something? or no, something. he just lives down at the shack by the gold no, mine. No, yeah, he said he like mine. No, he owns it. Oh. So right. it was like, we're going to go see Captain Billy and his gold. Nope, he's going to do awful things. <laughs> well, so they get over there and he doesn't seem to be home. So they look around and Amanda goes into the mine and then she hears some weird sounds and sees a body and then a huge ass rabbit eating the body. And then she starts to scream and she freaks out. And I wasn't sure if she fainted or not, but she apparently like just is like walking out screaming. She has like a fear seizure. Oh, but before that, we did go back to the lab and I'm, they're I'm, like, oh, did we get there? No. I said that first. Okay, keep going. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, let me, okay. Okay. Just tell me if I miss it. Um, so she, so anyway, so she starts to scream and then, um, all we are seeing are like shadows and stuff, uh, like going on. And then they go back to the house where the doctor, so what happened in the lab? Like there was a scene in the middle where they were like, these bunnies are getting huge. The bunnies that we put the serum in are really, really big and they're getting big at like a really accelerated rate. Yeah. So they saw where it was like a baby bunny that turned into like an adult bunny, like overnight. Yeah. Yeah. No time at all. All right. So now they're back at the house and there's a doctor checking on Amanda and he says that she's just been frightened. That's all. But just to keep checking on her. And the Bennett's asked what the boy saw. And he says that he got to her when she was walking out. So he didn't see much. Then Mrs. Bennett says she's too sensible to be freaking out over nothing. (laughs) She is too sensible. (laughs) Uh, uh, this one's really hard to keep up I know. with. And then Amanda wakes up really scared. And then we're now at the truck driver. And the truck driver pulls over on the road. And the trucker it. gets Hold out on. to check on some of his products in the back. And then he starts to hear like loud thumping sounds. Like it's a stampede of horses, but it's bunnies. And then they attack the <laughs> truck and they eat all of his produce. And then the next day, the police find the truck and the trucker. And the trucker is all cut okay, up. And they it. suggest that the killer used an axe. But it's, you, we know it's the teeth. Yeah, he's hilariously dismembered too. He looks like he's covered in ketchup and separated at all yeah, the joints. Yeah, still like that 70s <laughs> blood. Yeah, and then the cops get a call that Cats and Billy has been found hacked up while they were inspecting this other guy. Um, and they start inspecting the 
stuff, the cans that they found in Captain Billy's shack because he like ate out of a can like a hobo. And they're like, this, the, as a scientist, they're in a lab and he goes, these didn't come from an ax. Um, and the crates on the ground were also being, like from the truck guy are also being looked at. And they're like, everything is covered in dried up spit. Yeah. And the researcher goes, I don't know what made these bites. It looks like a saber toothed tiger. Sure, that's what it is. And next they find, there's like a montage of mutilated people. They find a family of four in a campground, a couple other people. Um, and then the doctor tells Roy that giant man-eating rabbits are possible, probably. Um, and Amanda is like confessed that that's what they're looking for. She's like, what I saw was a huge ass rabbit. So they all go to investigate. They're like, let's go to that mine that Captain Billy kept in the ground and see what Amanda saw. And they all talk about like, they're like, but don't tell the press because no one's going to believe that giant rabbits are on the loose. Yeah. <laughs> so then they all go to Captain Billy's mine, unwise. Um, and they see those weird ostrich tracks again. And they brought with them uh, cyanide and dynamite, just in case. And half the guys there go off looking for holes because they're like, well, if there's bunnies, there's going to be holes. And so they decide they're going to throw dynamite down everything and just blow the mine shaft to smithereens. First, they throw a brick down into one of the bunny holes and they hear like squealing and thunder, it's essentially. So, it's like, ah! and Michael Myers breathing. Ah! <laughs> That's exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> So um, they're like, all right, we got to blow this to shit. And then Roy goes, he's like, I got to go inside and try to trap one or take its picture. One or the other, I got to see it. Which like, all right, fine. You're going to be pretty yeah, famous cool, if you have cool. a giant bunny picture. So he's like, I'm going to take Jerry with me. I don't, oh, Jerry's- His wife. His wife. We did not state her name before because they stated it in a weird place. Anyway, so he tells Jerry like, listen, radio, he doesn't take her with her. He says, listen, radio the other people and tell them not to like, you know, explode all the dynamite until I'm out of the mine. Then there's bats shrieking in the crave. So we know it's scary because we already know that bat sounds are scary. Um, So then Roy and Cole are tracking, like they're they're like, we're a half mile into the mine in one second. And then they hear more Michael Myers breathing and more bats making fear sounds. So we know. (laughs) So like, we who knew that like Michael Myers breathing was Jamie Lee's legacy because this is know. Janet Lee <laughs> and then they see them giant bunnies in the walls and they're all showing their teeth in the most docile manner possible it's just like bunny teeth I know <laughs> this is real bunnies just shot just, at a weird angle yeah. in a tiny set or something <laughs> in the meantime the other guys are rigging poison gas as well because cyanide isn't enough and then there's a bunny stampede and Roy gets half trampled and the bunny emerges from the ground at like Night of the Living Dead style one of them comes up yeah. <laughs> and he gets to Dr. Clark's helper whose name I think is Judd and he like fucks the guy up real good but Jerry's pretty good with a shotgun she's like sit down bang 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 and then she shoots at stuff she's very impressive and I like her um so then everybody comes running out of the mine and everything blows up but they did get a picture hooray and Roy wants to show the pictures to the press but Dr. Clark is like no we can't do that again giant bunnies unrealistic (laughs) we gotta wait so then Roy sends Jerry and Amanda off he's like you guys gotta go because when the giant bunny news hits there's gonna be a lot of here because now they're concerned about their child who they brought into these weird science experiments without like being upset about that ever before anyway so then so then um roy and jerry look at each other and they're like we're gonna be in this together from here to timbuktu or some shit that's clearly something that was cut earlier in the movie that they say to each other like a hundred times and they only left it once it's very strange editing issue meanwhile back in the mines the bunnies are not even dead at all they come out they're like hmm that was sucky anyway we should kill everyone now and they're they're just like cute little pet bunnies <laughs> and now they're roaring like lions by yeah. the way it's just like a bunny <laughs> making i know they breathe like michael myers roar like lions and then their faces are like these little docile faces and they frequently show them covered in fake blood and they look like that internet video that went around a bunch of years ago of a rabbit eating a raspberry 
where it's oh, like yeah, yum, 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 yum. And well, it's, it's really funny. Head. They're like huge and, and they're supposed to be monstrous, but then they keep showing them doing like normal bunny things, like they're like just... doing their, like moving their nose yep. and like petting their ears. So it's like real <laughs> so cute, cute, but just they're huge. <laughs> so then they gallop off in a stampede to scare some horses. They're like, yeah, we're going to fuck up some horses. But oh no, they're at Cole's house. That's his horses. Terrible. Um, and then Cole listens to the horses screaming and he like walks out close to the field. Here's the horses in trouble. Pops his collar. Yeah. And is like, fucking time for business. <laughs> then he grabs a shotgun and tells his wife or nanny, I don't know what that woman know, was, mother. to pack, yeah, <laughs> pack up his kids, put on warm clothes, or his just one kid. Inexplic- inexplicable kid. We never know where that kid came from. And then we pan to like, bunnies on a cliff. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So then, so he sends them into the storm cellar. Um, and then Cowboy and his friend Jack on the ranch, they are gonna... Um, put the like get the horses together so the bunnies are coming and it's not good and the horses get out and they run off and then the bunnies are very excited about this then they find the horses over that cliff that holly just said then they attack and eat them and then jed who it was jed who got um attacked back down at the mines and was like terrified he even said i had this line written down that was so funny like so after he gets attacked and like janet lee calms him down he's just like we gotta get out of here they coming out of that mine alive (laughs) he like fucking freaks out oh yeah He's traumatized. He was very bloody from a rabbit trying to gore his throat. Yeah, so he's super freaked out. He jumps in a truck and drives off. Um, but this is a mistake. The only because, truck. Yeah, the only truck. And this is a mistake because he runs into a stampede of bunnies right away that try to attack him. But he manages to turn back around and he drives back. But then he crashes his truck into the ranch and then he trips on his way out of the truck. And then the bunnies are like, yeah. <laughs> So then the cowboy tries to call the operator, Mildred, to connect over to the police station. But then the phone lines go out during this call. And she's like at a at like a general store. So this is like a switchboard operator situation. So she's Mm -hmm. just like plugging people into their calls. So he hears the bunnies coming and then hears Jed screaming. So he and his other friend or Jack, they shoot the bunnies and head to the storm cellar. And then the rabbits are now above them trying to get out of the cellar. And Cowboy and Jack just keep shooting at them. There's just like little blood dripping. And it's so sad. And they're in this tiny little like, like, like dollhouse It's obviously home. a diorama made for the bunnies. It's so cute. Okay. So then in town, the bunnies are going nuts and are heading to the general store, which is where Mildred works. And there was a few police officers there. So she tells them about like the lines getting cut off and that she sh- they should go check the ranch out. And they're just like, yeah, yeah, that's that's fine. They go. So then Mildred is getting ready to lock up the general store when she hears the loud stampede outside, but doesn't see anything. So she heads back in, locks the door, and then sits down. But then she really starts to hear it. So she like looks back out the door, and then the bunnies break through the front door and attack her. And it was so cuddly. And then the two police officers are driving home, and one gets dropped off at his house, and he now hears the bunnies coming too. And he starts to walk into his house, but the sound's getting louder and he keeps checking behind him, but nothing's there. And then just before he gets into the house, he sees the bunnies coming and they break through the fence and they attack him. It's like a tiny little fence. And (laughs) he's dead now. Bye. Yeah. So it's the next day and things have settled down a bit. It's like light out. So I guess bunnies are just asleep. So at the ranch, they weren't uh, aware that anything else was happening. Oh, they say they're nocturnal. That's right. Yeah. And yeah, that's right. And which they normally kind of are, but. Um, but anyway, so so everybody in town, like all these different spots where people are getting attacked, nobody has connected with each other. So they mm-hmm. just think like, maybe it's just happening here. So uh, Dr. Bennett sends his wife and daughter into the camper and they are heading out of town. 
uh, the sheriff, Dr. Clark and Dr. Bennett meet up at the airport to take a helicopter to the mines. And the sheriff updates the other two about like some of the other deaths in town. And he's he's in the know now. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah you want to talk to me about giant bunnies? Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. So a family of four is driving through town. This is like a weird sign. <laughs> this is so nothing funny. Happened. And they stop at the general store to get some snacks, but it's clearly shut down. They're like, it must be a ghost town. And then they just like go off. It's not even just shut down. It's destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> There's like a corpse in there. And yeah. it's a mess. And they're just like, oh, well, we can't get snacks here. Yep. Bye. Very casual. <laughs> um, then Amanda and Janet Lee are driving and they make a turn that goes uh, towards whatever town they were headed to. But then they get stuck in like a sand thing. So now they're stuck out there, uh, which we know is not going to be good. And no, then the cowboy not. heads down to the general store to see what's going on. And that's when he sees it's been overrun by rabbits and he sneakily gets away. But he then he sees finds, the corpse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then he sneakily, he gets away and he finds another body. I think it was like maybe at like a mechanic thing around the yeah, corner or something. Yeah, there's just bodies everywhere. Realizes this isn't good. And then the helicopter lands on the mines and the doctor and the sheriff get out and realize that the bunnies have all escaped and the sheriff decided to call the National Garden. So then the cowboy is walking and gets picked up by a priest, which is also a random thing. And he was just like, I'm father. (laughs) Father, don't worry. I haven't been drinking, but there's massive bunnies (laughs) running around. And the the priest is like, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay, come on. It's fine. So then the other guys get back to the airport um, on the helicopter and another policeman is there to take them back to the station and the National Guard is on their way. Um, the cowboy gets to a phone booth and calls the police station and then that gets them to the sheriff and he tells them about the bunnies attacking his, his ranch in the town and they seem all like headed and all the bunnies seem to be heading towards the station right now. Yes. So the sheriff tells everyone the news and the army sergeant says, great, let's just blow everything up. And the sheriff tells him to hold up because they're so cute and they need to evacuate. (laughs) They just need to evacuate everyone (laughs) first. (laughs) So then Dr. Bennett is worried about his wife and his daughter because he still hasn't heard from them. But Dr. Clark thinks that they're okay because like he knows. And then the sergeant calls, (laughs) then the sergeant calls the rest of the army to come in to help evacuate the town and get ready for the attack. You're doing good. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, also, like, how how were Jerry and Amanda going to call him? There's no cell phones at this day and age. How is he going to hear from them? He's not around a phone. No, when They're they not got to the house, whenever they got to their place. Okay. Yeah. They would call somewhere where he might find them on the switchboard where there's a dead woman. Yeah. Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. And then they saw, show all the rabbits at a produce market enjoying a delicious side dish in between oh, all yeah, of that the was people nice. that they ate. Yeah, and so reports come to the police that a rabbits are killing their way through town. Uh, and then we see the <laughs> rabbit h- horde just like hopping through the streets of the town. They're like, mm, we're going to take over. <laughs> and they're diverting traffic. <laughs> and then we see more running bunnies. They look like a, like a Sahara stampede. It's just <laughs> rabbits yeah. running. And cops say there could be hundreds of them. Back at the station, they're like, things look kind of hopeless. The rabbits only move at night. So like, yes, like we said, they're nocturnal. And what we they're like, what we need is a great big fence. They're like, what can we use as a big fence? We don't have one of those. And then they say they want to use railroad tracks, which they don't explain this immediately. Later and dribs and drabs, we get the explanation. What they want to do is, quote, create an electric fence, but they don't want to contain the bunnies anywhere. They want to electrocute them all en masse, which is really hard to suss out from how they go about this. Yeah. Um, So we're going to have to suspend our suspend our disbelief real, real, real hard. So then a guy with a megaphone is like, attention, killer rabbits, follow the cops. And the people are like, <laughs> okay. They just decide they're gonna. And Roy's like, I'm still fucking worried about my wife and kid. You guys, wait, wait, is there anything? Sorry. Yeah. This guy says, there is a herd of rabbits approaching. Roll up your windows and follow the cop cars out of the area. <laughs> <laughs> 
So then, yeah, Roy's like telling the sheriff, he's like, seriously, though, like my wife and kid, I have to do something. And the sheriff just, sheriff tosses him keys to their helicopter and is like, go get him. Because, <laughs> go get him, tiger. Yeah, because he can just fly a helicopter, of course. Like you wouldn't yeah. even ask. He can just do it. Um, so then the National Guard is directing traffic again poorly. They're just like screaming in the chaos. Lights on, closer together. Line up, <laughs> left, to the right. Line up. Move faster, slow down, hurry up, no rush. <laughs> Turn on your lights, put your windows up, stay quiet, be louder, line up, drive, stop driving, be better. That's like exactly what's happening. It makes no sense. Um, and meanwhile, we cut back to Jerry and Amanda who are trying to like dig their car out of the dark sand with like a flashlight it makes yeah. no sense whatever they're doing and then we look over and there's like a pair of what looks like bunny slippers oh, it does look like I about just that. like wheezing with blood colored yeah. twitchy noses like <laughs> looking on at them like imminent <laughs> imminent danger so then jerry um go they go into the camper because they're like well fuck this is a bad situation it's dark i think something giant's gonna get us and they like toss out a flare Justin well, she Trump. sends Amanda into the camper to like right. be safe. And then mm -hmm. Janet Lee is out there with like the flare and like the yeah. bunnies clearly don't like it. No, they hate that flare. So they get into the Janet Lee and Amanda get into the camper and they're like surrounded by bunnies. And it's a it's a real pickle that they're in. <laughs> and Amanda's like freaking out the whole time. She was just like, you can't kill them. Don't kill them. Kill them all. Kill them all. Oh, my God. They're so scary. They're so sweet. I don't know how to feel. Also, she's <laughs> you. She's me. <laughs> She kind of looks like a little you, too. Yeah. Um, and, and they also built a tiny camper for the rabbits to storm, and it's really funny and cute. It is, yeah. Um, so then, of course, when the flare goes off, the helicopter arrives in this, like, deus ex machina moment and just, like, rescues them out of the camper. And, like, as soon as the helicopter is in sight, Amanda goes, Daddy's here! Yeah. <laughs> like, she's like, well, it must be him in a helicopter. You know how he likes to fly them. So then we, show, we get stock footage out of nowhere of, like, a million cows. And they clearly are speeding up that footage while slowing down the bunny yes. footage. <laughs> it's just cows running and then footage of rabbits running. So yes. we assume by this that rabbits are chasing cows. Yes. That's all we got. Um, and then we're back at the train station and they're like, guys, you need to like turn off the electricity, move the railway tracks to get in a line so that we can like guide all the rabbits onto this railroad track and no, there was them. okay so there was a train coming and they oh, had right. to redirect the train first so they had to turn off the power to allow the train to go one way and then once the train went the other way they um switched the track back yeah. over and then they turned the power back on okay and so like this is manually manual track switching which is like yeah. super dangerous and definitely very old-timey but that's what they were doing so they're like okay well we have to do this now and the train's five guys, minutes yeah the train guy's like <laughs> five more minutes it's fine and he's alarmingly low-key about yeah. all of this uh, and the rabbits are advancing this is a very tense situation the national guards has all the like citizens cars in a line with their headlights on so they can scare the rabbits in the direction over the track so that they can all be electrocuted um so then roy arrives do you want me to say the quote yes please we have time okay he says there's a pack of killer rabbits headed your way. High voltage has been turned on to a section of the railroad tracks. Your car lights will help direct the rabbits to the tracks. There will be both machine gun and rifle power to help divert and kill these monsters. Do not panic. Yeah, it's scary as fuck, but don't panic. And just in time, Roy arrives in his chopper and he's like, wait, not hundreds. There's thousands of rabbits. Oh, we also, so at that point when the guy says, I do not pan panic, I just felt like there was going to be a part of like, a pack of angry Karens that appeared. Yep. Which they're going to kill the whole town and the rabbits. So cute. <laughs> Which is like, okay, so everyone is setting up for the electrifying finale. Yeah. Oh, every, I see what you did there. <laughs> everything is going well so far. The sheriff told that doc, the, the sheriff is told that Dr. Bennett and his family are safe and that they're coming back. And um, but that they saw like a herd of rabbits coming. And then Dr. Bennett gets off 
um, is sorry, Dr. Bennett gets <laughs> dropped off. <laughs> Dr. Bennett gets Dr. off. <laughs> Different Bennett. movie. I know. Okay. So the helicopter does come back to like the area. So Dr. Bennett gets out of the helicopter. Then he like sends Amanda and his wife off on the helicopter. I think like another driver gets in and they go off. Good like time. the person that can actually drive the helicopter. <laughs> and then the train gets redirected on the tracks. And once it's all set up, they get a hold of Jason, who's in the power station that's going to do all the electricity. Not that we've ever met Jason before. Yeah. And he turns on the power just in time for the bunnies to come. And then the National Guard starts oh, no. shooting. And then so the bad. bunnies are screaming. They're like, But also, and then the shots are being fired and they are directed into the railroad tracks where the electric fence shocks them and kills them. Oh, it's a mess. Electrocution is disgusting. Just, and every time they get shot or like hit the fence, it's like a massive jump where they like, they yeah, like and jump it's back. bloody. And yeah. then there's like a carpet of dead bunnies on oh, the ground. God, it's so sad, but it looks so cozy. Yeah, you just snuggle in there. It's horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's all, yeah, so it's all very horrible for like the next several minutes. This is all what happens for several minutes. Yeah, just it goes like, on way too being long. shot and zapped there's everywhere. There's firecrackers and sparklers. Yeah. It's, it's a lot. Yeah. So all the bunnies are now dead. And then a few months later, the cowboy meets up with Dr. Bennett in town and he's out playing football with some guys. <laughs> and it's they, his son's football practice. Is it? He was just Jack. playing with. I think was, he was like it was like half or older men. Well, they're no, weird. this was Doctor Bennett playing. Oh. Ew! I was like, no, he just like went into town. It was just like some guys from the office like playing catch. I think I tried to make sense of this in my head more than it deserved. No, it was just though. It was like a few different aged <laughs> men just I playing hate it. like like what is that flag football? I That's guess. like what they were playing because they had like the towels in their back. Oh. So anyway, so he just meets up with them, and Doctor Bennett comes jaunting over. Hey. <laughs> he was just like, hit there, cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> and, he's just, and they're just like, let's catch up. And the cowboy tells him that everything seems like it's been good. He's had a few, he'll be like set back for a couple years, like with all his ranching, but he feels optimistic. <laughs> and he tells them like, you should come visit. So then the last scene is where the Bennett's did come visit the cowboy and his son. And they're just like walking around the ranch. And then the kids go to run off into this grassy area. And then the camera zooms in on two cute little bunnies just enjoying some vegetation the end yay and they did say they were like yeah all the older some bunnies left but they're normal bunnies yeah so they did specify that there were they didn't kill everything namaste there's balance in the land again and we're all good also um i observed that everybody in this movie looks like they smell like cigarettes oh for sure so yeah it seemed like without there actually being cigarettes it seemed like a camel commercial yeah everyone was like like dusty (laughs) and their skin was like too tan yeah and they well they are in the mid they're like in the southwest america right 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 except for this one guy when there's like a group of guys talking and one guy has on like the brightest neckerchief i've ever seen in my life (laughs) and like a really fancy cowboy hat and his coat looks like a quill and he's just like "Hmm, you dummies yeah i know (laughs) we've early we did finish really early i told we you can, we can just still talk yeah, about things so for like another minute were so cute. i think my favorite part about this movie was realizing that there was a miniature set for these bunnies a to bunch run of miniature sets that was and they were good they were well-made sets they look like dollhouses I, or dioramas they're so yes, cute i would love to see it behind the scenes of this movie like how it was made yeah that would be fun yeah Although I don't know how nice they would have been to the rabbits in the 70s. So I don't know how I much you like that. I guess that is the only scary thing. We both were like, so many bunnies died on this movie. There's no way. But it was the same footage over and over again. I feel like it was only a certain amount of bunnies. I hope so. And they, these bunnies, like we say bunnies, we mean bunnies. They yeah. look like pet lop-eared rabbits. They yeah. don't look like wild hair. They look right. like... <laughs> Which I wonder if that's why they put that part in the 
in the movie where it was oh, like it must have been it was like yeah mm-hmm. the the regular bunnies and escaped and like mated with the wild bunnies so that's why yes. they looked a little cuter that and that is like sense. they're clearly not wild rabbits yeah. they're very obviously pet rabbits yeah their legs are chunky <laughs> I know. And their little faces are so docile. They're They're not going to hurt anybody. They just want to eat a raspberry. They just want some carrots. A little lettuce. My dog is not feeling this. He's like, stop talking about rabbits. I'll eat eat those rabbits. I will get a heat though. Doesn't (laughs) care about rabbits. The the cat would eat them, not my dog. Oh, we did it. (laughs) We did it. Hooray. So guys, that was Night of the Lepus. Yeah. That's a weird one. You can get it on Amazon Prime. They don't sponsor us, but you can get it on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. You can rent it. It's a fun. Or buy it. Yeah, you can buy it. I did not, but like you can. Bucks. Yeah. yeah. Enjoy it in your collection. Um, And if we lived in a town that got rampaged by murderous bunnies, we, we would, would be dead. dead. Or snug. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the We Would Be Dead podcast. Hit subscribe now to never miss an episode. Rate and review our show on iTunes. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Would Be Dead Pod. And join our Facebook group to discuss the podcast and more.